Hello, 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 and welcome to the Evolving Education Globally podcast. And I am your host and provocateur, <laughs> education provocateur, Cecile Edwards, MED. And I am here with Evolving Education to discuss some new considerations for the field of education. I have been in education for 12 years, over 12 years in various capacities with different experiences. And through my time, I have made certain observations. While I love the teaching and learning process and I believe that it can be a very powerful process for children to be socialized and for them to learn, etc. We have to be clear about what we're socializing our children into. <laughs> and so as the introduction episode, I really want to talk about some of my ruminations about education and what I feel about, uh, not even just what I feel, some of the facts. We're talking about some of the facts my analysis of some of those facts and how what what it all means because we all want our children to get an excellent education but what does that even mean with the current state and situations happening in education with adults that are dissatisfied with their work who are not able to retire satisfactorily to who are uh, starting businesses and uh, doing those kinds of things to make extra money on the side. People who are laden with debt from going to college oftentimes. I think that it's time that we start to rethink our conceptualization of the education system globally. Because we really have to consider what are we creating from this system? What are we doing with this system that is going to create a legacy in a future that is fulfilling for our youth. Are we doing that? You can answer honestly with me. <laughs> I have had the opportunity, the privilege to speak to people all over the globe. And so that is one of the strong suits to this podcast. We will be talking about education on a global scale. Even though I live in America, I have taught in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. I have engaged with educators from all over the globe through my experiences teaching, being an ESL teacher, etc. And quite frankly, I'm just a fabulous observer <laughs> and questioner. I like to ask questions. And so this podcast is going to dive into some of the questions that I have about the veracity of the things that we are told in the education system about what it is that we are capable of if we do this or don't do this. If we don't go to college, we can't do this, et cetera. And I'm going to start with a little piece of history that I wrote, read about. First of all, in the USA, the public education system is fairly, fairly new, you could say, because what we consider the public education system now, it was not that way at the inception of this country. Usually people would go into, would study, let's say they said they, they were studying law. They would read case law. 
that's what they would do. They would read with their fellow brethren and sistren, well, usually brethren in this country, because women, unfortunately, were not allowed to occupy those spaces, which in itself is suspect. But don't let me digress. And so even at the inception of education and some of the most respected careers, such as law and medicine, People did not sit down in a formal school to learn. They actually um, studied on their own or with groups of people. Sometimes it would be in a building, but it was not um, the way that it is now. Let's just say that. There were still certain considerations in terms of who could go to school. Typically, it was the privileged, quote unquote. Then things transitioned when the industrial age came about. So industrial means, right, there's a lot of industry, factories pushing out identical products in mass. And guess what? We need people to work these lines of production. And so we need to get these men out their homes But guess what? We also need to get some of these women out, too, because somebody thought of the fact that, hey, we could pay women to do certain jobs and pay them less. So with the parents out of the home. What, pray tell, happens to the children? Well, public education was born, and this is a very (laughs) tight history. You can go ahead and look at some more of it yourself. And of course, through the podcast episodes, I will discuss these things in more depth. I'm just giving you a sort of a layout to give you some understanding of why evolving education came about and what we're going to really be pontificating on and thinking about in this podcast. And anywho, so we have the public education system, which was basically housing children while their parents worked. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Sound familiar? We had this huge population of latchkey children, of children who were now being educated outside of their homes because prior to that, the education that they received was inside their home and it was very practical for the perpetuation of the family's business, their land being uh, tilled, etc. Now it's been put in school and they're learning reading, writing, and arithmetic because that's what the, the three subjects were that was most critical at that time. Just basics. And so now the education system transformed Brown versus Board of Education, Well, we think that it has transformed. We have to get into the details and the nitty gritty to really understand whether or not it has transformed. Because when we look at the uh, creation of districts and the funding of districts and things like that, it's clear to see that many places are not getting sufficient education. But it's still a housing. Schools can still be um, a house for children while Their parents are off to work in the corporate offices or 
wherever they need to be. And so let's get into what is taught in education. We hear the same things. You go to school to learn. When you get out of school, you're able to go ahead and get a college degree. We're in school for 21, no, excuse me, 16 years. If we start at four or five, which is very young to start school, honestly, and be away from home and being other people's, under others' protection for six, seven hours a day. Sometimes even longer because some children go to daycare, for example, at 8 a.m. and they don't get home until six. So that's what, nine, eight hours? No, nine, 10 hours or something like that. Excuse me, I, clearly I didn't get my arithmetic right. <laughs> and so all of these things, you have to look at them. And I know a lot of people will think, oh, well, what's the big deal? That's what everyone does right? But is it effective? Is it an effective mode of teaching children? Especially when you look in countries where children don't even go to school until they're six. They don't start learning anything until they're six. They're just exploring life before that. Then they get out of school by the time they're 15. Truly, they're done with high school and they go on to learn a trade, which will be their trade that they'll do and craft through their lives. That's done in a lot of these school systems that we laud, but it's done in most school systems around around the world, as opposed to continuously going to school, middle school, high school, and then going to college. And oftentimes people go to college, don't even know what they want to do because they haven't had the opportunity to explore because they've been chasing the grade and all of these things that they have been told is most important. So I'm setting the stage here to to bring my ultimate point. (laughs) My ultimate point is, is that looking at the crises that we're having in low pay for people with degrees, people being in financial burden and debt through um, student loans, the shortage of... of skilled tradesmen in this country, in U.S. anyway, who are able to do certain jobs for us, certain specific skilled labor. But most importantly, in my opinion, the crisis in mental health that many are experiencing from not being in touch with their gifts and doing things that really are conducive for themselves, for their families, for their communities. So I have to ask, is the education system really doing its job? And even further, how, what job should it do? And finally, how can we get the education system to do what it is that would be best for the grooming and the nurturing of society's future, our society's future. Because when we look at the truth of the matter, let's look at the truth. Most of these people that we admire, that are wealthy, that are living life on their own terms, 
They shunned the idea of schooling. And they unearthed who they are from the inside and lived it. That's how they function. That's how they are able to sufficiently carry themselves through life and do so with contentment. I mean, name any of the wealthy people that you may deem interesting or important. Consider it, seriously. And look at their backgrounds. Yes, we have some successful people who win Nobel Prizes, who go to school, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, we do have that. I agree. However, we have to consider, again, what is it that the community needs and desires? And how are we nurturing children, our youth, to fulfill those things? And to live a fulfilling life within themselves. So I'm going to, through our conversations in this podcast, we are going to discuss so many layers of education and really tease some things out for us to think. To think about how we can evolve our concept of education, how we interact as teachers with students in classrooms, how we think about the curriculum and how it's carried out, how we nurture children's inner fire, their inner being to bring out that, that which is going to make them successful. How do we nurture their self-esteem and self-worth? which we know is far, far more important than anything. But yet in classrooms, we constantly try to allow or make them conform and be what we desire for them to be as opposed to them exploring life and being what they desire to be. All for a grade. So I just, this is my introduction to this podcast because these are some of the things and some of the layers that will be unfolding. I'll have interviews with teachers, with school leaders, with people who are blazing pathways and trails in education. And we'll also talk about teachers' self-care because this is very critical to me. A lot of teachers experience burnout and a lot of teachers are leaving the profession. And so that's a whole nother level of conversation. So as you can see, this, this is going to be a podcast where the truth is revealed. And I look forward to sharing with you and to talking with you and to hearing your insights. I look forward to it. So thank you for listening. This is the, the Evolving Education Globally podcast where we discuss all things education and how we can all evolve for a greater future. Peace and love.